We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I can't believe it. That Gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets? Look, here comes a 1.7% decrease in fixed overhead. Hello, everybody. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Who are you? The projected increase in organic Q3 revenue. Hooray! Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Hello everyone, this is Colin Kelly. You're listening to the Rotoviz Highlight Reel brought to you by Draft. On the Rotoviz Highlight Reel each week we feature some of the top articles on rotoviz.com and get an extended insight into the writer's process and findings. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Today on the show I'm delighted to be joined by Hassan Rahim. He is the author of the Buy Low Report on rotoviz.com, one of my favourite weekly articles. And of course we had Hassan on the show uh, with Dave Caban uh, close to the start of the season but it's going to be interesting to talk now but maybe some of the things that uh, he's hit on or missed on and uh, some of the different aspects of what has happened throughout the season in the buy low report but uh, first of all Hassan uh, welcome aboard the show and uh, second of all how was your week 13? Hey Colin thanks for having me uh, I'm really excited to be back uh, my week 13 was actually pretty good I was long eliminated uh, in a couple of leagues uh, and in all the leagues that I was still alive in luckily I made the playoffs uh, thanks to on the back of Lev Bell or AJ Green or Antonio Brown so I've got a lot of uh, so I'm fairly thankful about that uh, I'm also just hoping that you know Ryan Shazier happens to be okay it was a very scary hit and uh, also hoping that uh, Joe Mixon and, and Vontaze Perfect are uh, okay as well. Yeah, obviously, very, very, uh, you know, a couple of scary injuries this past week, but it seems to be that 
a lot of them have avoided really, really uh, serious injury. And it's always concerning when you see players, you know, that are down and motionless or, or so on like that. There, it's always a scary thing. The, the NFL players go out week in, week out, and uh, put their bodies in the line uh, for our entertainment. And as us talking about fantasy football, when a player gets injured like that, obviously uh, fantasy football takes a, a backseat. But uh, hopefully, we'll see them all uh, on the on the field uh, in the not too distant future. But week thirteen was uh, an interesting one. Didn't go all that well for myself personally. But uh, as you mentioned. Script True uh, made it to the playoffs. Thankfully, prior to week 13, I had kind of racked up enough wins in a lot of leagues to uh, help me make it to those playoffs. So it's, uh, it's going to be, hopefully, in the next few weeks, a couple of championships can make it both our ways uh, as we as we continue to uh, enjoy our fantasy football season. But looking back at the, the Bailo report, and uh, I guess maybe some of the people mightn't have heard the first episode, and of course they should be familiar, uh, Hassan, with the work up on rotavis.com, but just give a brief uh, kind of overview of what the Bailo report is. Sure. Uh, Basically, it's a column that focuses on players uh, you should be looking to buy or sell based on uh, the strength of schedule. Uh, I do this primarily from help from the Bilo app. The app is absolutely terrific. Uh, I believe you mentioned to it being, uh, you know, kind of like following a stop sign. You know, red means stop, green means yes. And that's kind of what I use to figure out exactly which groups of players I should be targeting. Uh, I mentioned groups of players because the app... uh, it just matchups based on strength of schedule instead of raw points. But basically what it does is, is it looks at player groups. So you're not looking at uh, a certain player, for example, Julio Jones, you're looking at the Atlanta wide receiving core. Uh, so like the app, it just matchups based on strength of schedule instead of raw points. So it's a good tool to help us identify players who are over or underperforming. Uh, once I've selected my players, I try and do my best to define what their likely contribution looks like in the coming weeks. Uh, and just a word of advice, uh, identifying trade targets by the uh, strength of ske- uh, schedule should be considered similar to counting cards in blackjack. Uh, not every trade you made will work out. Yeah, the, uh, this is directly from Fantasy Douche's uh, uh, warning. Uh, and, and this is true because not every trade you made will work out. Sometimes the player with a difficult schedule will just outkick their coverage and overperform, or the player with the easy schedule uh, will just underperform and underwhelm. You know, uh, similar to DFS where... Uh, the contrarian play goes off or the chalk uh, misses. Uh, and But the idea behind it is if you make enough plus trades over the course of the season, hopefully in the long run you're coming out of uh, out of winner because you're picking the guys in the softer matchups. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned there, uh, you know, the, the player, the kind of contrarian play going off. You'll remember back to Thanksgiving and the player that nobody wanted any part of was Marvin Jones and obviously he had a, a two touchdown performance in that when he was being shadowed by Xavier Rhodes so that can happen so we'll just put a little asterisk beside it uh, t- take the advice uh, it's like but I've seen it a lot in the last couple of weeks people send uh, you know p- people tweeting to people who are giving fantasy advice oh you said this player and you screwed up my week and then people are sending just back hashtag set your own lineup so uh, you have to take that into account at the end of it and of course you mentioned there the, the stop sign theory for the Byler report and the, the visual graphic well for the listeners to, to peel back the curtain a little bit me and Hassan got on the, the phone line here and we uh, had kind of like a, a 15 to 20 minute conversation about all aspects of our uh, kind of fantasy week and of course that there was a behind the scenes moment so it was a the, the color scheme obviously for the by low report is red yellow and green or red amber and green and it gives a nice clear visual of who obviously red is players to avoid green is players that you want to have in those lineups for the next couple of weeks so again now when we're going back to and the, the process of writing up the, the buy and sell. Uh, what is your process? Do you kind of obviously go straight to the data and see what it provides or do you say, 
uh, I'm just interested in somebody like uh, Kyle Rudolph's had a massive week uh, over the last three weeks. Is it something like you say, maybe is he going to be good in the next three weeks and check his buy low data or do you go with the data first and then check the player? Which way do you usually go from that perspective? Yeah, so I, I typically start uh, with a buy low machine and, and kind of fiddle around with the settings a little bit. Um, uh, you know, the, the buy low machine doesn't tell you about a specific player, but it indicates which group has the, mess, has the best matchup uh, by week. Uh, for example, if you look uh, on the buy low machine right now, it shows that Atlanta and Oakland wide receivers have a fairly soft uh, playoff schedule. So, you know, you, do you want Julio Jones, who is, you know, you, if you're, if you somehow your trade window is still open, you probably can't afford him, but maybe you want to pivot over to Marvin's, you know, uh, sorry, Mohamed Sanu if he's cheaper, or, or maybe like the Amari Cooper owners, like, I just really can't stand this guy. And if you're looking for that high variance, yeah, if you're looking for that high variance playoff push guy, you know, like, like Amari Cooper would be, would be a, uh, would be a candidate because the Oakland wide receiver core is, is pretty good. Alternatively, you can use that and, and figure out who you want in the waiver wire, like a Seth Roberts. What might make for a, a higher upside pickup than than someone else who's facing a, a neutral or a difficult schedule, um, and so once once I kind of go through that, I uh, I list down a bunch of guys for buys and sells, and then I start going through the data. And really, what what I do here is I turn over to the Rotoviz app suites. Uh, I look through the screener, I look through the game splits app, I look through air, the air yard screener. Uh, you know, just trying to figure out exactly what's happening with the said player and uh, whether or not they're uh, overperforming or underperforming. Have there been certain situations that have resulted in them seeing more volume or less volume, or is there a player coming back and it's going to re- you know reduce their playing time? So it's a good time to sell while while the perception of them is still high. And I and I kind of go go about and like uh, I write a whole bunch of these guys down and then I just whittle it down to uh, three buys and three sells and try and get the uh, guys who are considered to be the prime uh, ads and sells for the week uh, for everyone to read through yeah it's obviously a, a, a very i was just interested in that process of it how it goes that way but you mentioned there uh, julio jones unfortunately obviously his game two weeks ago if he hadn't had that game and then he had the game he had this week after the games he had previously uh, people might have had a buy low option but obviously that game two weeks ago just uh, closed all by low windows of any kind and there was really none probably there on Julio. Amari Cooper on the other hand is one that is an interesting one because it's been a, a tough season for Amari Cooper owners but at this stage I think uh, they're probably sticking uh, with him for the rest of the way they've made it this far unfortunately for them their season may have crashed and burned around that whole scenario but uh, with that uh, you can get yourself uh, you know a great great offer at this moment in time and maybe your season is over maybe your season is just uh, getting started as i mentioned with that playoff push you can get all the information you need whether it's long term for dynasty looks or if it's far to win a championship in the next couple of weeks you can get yourself a 30 percent discount to a rotoviz nfl pass at rotoviz.com at this particular moment in time this discount is for listeners of the podcast only and will give you unlimited access to all of our nfl content and tools and best of all it helps support the pod so be sure and get that 30 percent discount now as you get ready whether i say it is for the playoffs or whether it is for a long-term look to try and get your team set up for next year particularly in dynasty leagues the great coverage will continue throughout this offseason i find obviously there's great work in season on road of his uh hassan but in the offseason some of the, the best work is done by the road of his guys and obviously lots of great content so rotavis.com forward slash podcast for that 30 percent discount and of course thanks as always for uh, helping support the podcast uh, so with that then we're moving along once more and we look at uh, some of the tools that we like to use on the site and i'm always interested to see 
as you mentioned, you've already mentioned the uh, the buy low report, but is there any other tools uh, that you use up on rotaviz.com to, to try and get that analysis and get all those players set up to, to give the data then to back up as to why you should be buying them? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the, the three that I kind of consider to be like invaluable to uh, my research are the game splits app, uh, uh, the, the Rotovit screener and uh, Josh Ramsmeyer's airyards.com. And uh, I sort of pull it all together uh, when I'm writing out the uh, write a, writing out a player. A good example of this actually was back in week four, I advocated uh, selling uh, Sammy Watkins after his huge breakout performance against the 49ers. The Bilo machine indicated he just had a really rough four games ahead of him. Uh, the info from Airyards and the screener showed us he was overperforming his career racer. But also, uh, interestingly, uh, Instead of just like overperforming, he was also far behind Robert Woods and Cooper Cup in, tar- in terms of target share. And so this just seemed like an unsustainable performance against a poor secondary. Uh, and back then, since, you know, the season was still fairly young, you could have probably moved Watkins for a player who had a, who had a pretty high ADP or someone who you were like looking to target. And you could have divested yourself off uh, the risk that was Sammy Watkins because, you know, looking back now, uh, Watkins sort of has remained as that, uh, you know, tier three on the totem pole. I still think he's a very, very good player, but, um, you know, we've, we've seen Woods and Cooper Cup boast more fantasy usable weeks than Watkins has. And uh, I sort of pulled all this together uh, a while ago, trying to explain why you should sell Watkins really early uh, while, while its value is still fairly high. Um, the game splits, I think, really, really helps flesh out whether or not the guy is a buy or a sell or is a really good way to look at a, a certain player's situation. Um, for example, Jordan Nelson's performance with him without Rodgers, when you look at the game split app uh, in 2017, is like night and day. And he's kind of been, you know, largely unusable. But realistically, uh, how much of that is on Nelson, how much of that is on the, on the play calling, how much of it, of it is on the, on the on the quarterback. But maybe... Uh, Looking back at it, maybe it would have been better off just to se- just selling low on Jordy Nelson because uh, from a season-long perspective, he's just been absolutely he's been killing you if you if you've been putting him in your lineups. Like he's become a from a weak winner to a weak loser, unfortunately, with with Rogers' injury. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. And as, a, as a, I sit here and drink uh, water from my Green Bay Packers cup beside me, I can, I can assure you that what you said is a hundred percent true while watching the game. So you mentioned as well, you know, with uh, the buy low machine, something that I'm interested. You know, if you're looking, the buy low machine, uh, when you're looking at it, it tends to be something that is giving you information for the next uh, kind of, it does give a, a perspective for like nine weeks, but it's really two, four, three to four week windows that you're looking at. So do you do you look at it basically from a, it's purely DFS and seasonal? And uh, obviously, because if you're playing dynasty leagues, you're looking more long term. Do you have it as a, as a buy low and you're looking just for uh, seasonal and DFS? I use it a lot, particularly for DFS and how to work things in that way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, with DFS, it's a pretty good way to start start your research. And from season long, you kind of have that feeling uh, of like who you want to trade and when you want to trade them. But it's also pretty usable in terms of a, from a dynasty perspective, just because, you know, like you can always sell certain players who are receiving just crazy hype. And you can, you know, probably offload them for picks in the well for a combination of like a, a couple of undervalued guys and a, a, you know, probably a bevy of picks, which you can then eventually use to turn around and acquire other players as you go along. And, you know, like it, it, it's fairly usable from a season long, like from the uh, for for the current season, but it, you can also use it to figure out trades for your dynasty's team if that if that makes sense. Like if you feel like, okay, look, I've gotten all I need out of a, a certain player. I, I want to move him. What's the, 
you know, you can feel comfort in like, okay, he might underperform going forward and maybe I'm, I'm going to exit at the peak of his value right now. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes, you know, if you see that kind of three to four week window coming up where a player can really uh, struggle or really have an, a nice run, whether they're maybe you think this player's at the bottom of their uh, value at the moment and it's going to spike up and you get four weeks out of him and then you look at the buy low report again and it seems like he's going to drop down again. So you, sometimes you can buy in and just get that perfect window. A lot of the time, especially when you get to those later weeks of the season from week 10 onwards, you can try and start uh, basically treating your dynasty teams a little bit like a redraft team where you just want to get in and win that championship get to the playoffs and have that opportunity so at that stage it's really one and the same but when you're looking long term too you want to get those spikes in value and make sure you're getting out at the right time as well on certain players you might have bought somebody in the offseason that you're not really all that sold on and you don't think it's that good of a player but maybe his fantasy numbers are going through the roof at that particular point in time and you think oh look at this and it's, it's the right time to move on from him so as the season has gone on obviously i know you've had a couple of hits and a couple of misses uh, <laughs> who have some of the maybe the misses we'll go with first and then we'll, we'll finish it on the on the hits to give you a little bit of a, a feel good to w- walk away from that part <laughs> yeah uh i would i would definitely say that like looking back at my previous columns uh, there have certainly been mixed results uh but on the bright side if you want to go through and see what my reasoning is the one thing i always encourage readers uh is to always kind of you know, challenge me in the comment section because maybe this is just how I view it. Maybe someone else views it differently. So without further ado, uh, my biggest miss uh, what is probably advocating that that players sell uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, yeah, this was... Uh, I, I think people have been doing that for maybe the last six seasons, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he just... I mean, I mean, first off, I love I love Fitz. I love everything about him, and I love everything that I made. Like I made this call, and I appreciate even more that all he's done is take this call and just show why he's one of the best in the game. Uh, I declared him uh, a sell candidate weeks ago during uh, one of the for the playoffs segments, and the case the, the case for uh, selling Fitz was fairly simplistic. Uh, basically, Arizona faced a, a a tough schedule from week ten on uh, around your fantasy playoff time. The, the game splits app showed that over you know 2014 through 2016 that like Fitz just fades over the uh, the the latter half of the season, and all he's done is uh, just produce these otherworldly stat lines regardless of quarterback, regardless of player, regardless of strength of schedule. He's just you know just one of those uh, eternal players and uh, first ballot Hall of Famer in my opinion. Um, and uh, one of my better calls from earlier this season was uh, Richard Matthews uh, way back yeah. in Week Four. Love Richard Matthews. Love oh Richard yeah, Matthews. absolutely. Like there, were, like there were questions around his targets. There was fear of him being in a run for run first offense. Fear of fear of uh, you know Delaney Walker and uh, and Eric Decker just cannibalizing his work. All these, none of this has sort of come to pass because when you when I went to the uh, Air Yards app, I saw that his 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 Whopper rating uh, was among the top twenty four in the league, and just at when you saw that and you knew that like you know like the larger fantasy community had a had concerns around his fantasy value to your team you could have snatched him up really really cheaply and i think the player that i uh, advocated selling him uh back then was uh, Isaiah Crowell and you really could have probably swapped those guys one and one because you know pe- people were still like in the maybe the due, uh, m- maybe the browns o line is still really strong and Crowell can bounce back and Look at what he did last season, and and you could have probably done that swap, and the guy who swapped you, Matthews, would have thought walked away thinking he was a winner because you got this RB one type guy, 
And realistically, no, like I, I think the, that, that that was one of my uh, sharper calls this season. And it's uh, and I, that, that was one that I was uh, pretty proud of. Yeah, and I think we're probably back to where we were at that stage again with Matthews. Obviously, he's missed the last couple of weeks through injury, and I think people are probably going to have started to forget about him a little bit. So I think there's still going to be an opportunity, and particularly in DFS, when he comes back to get him into those lineups. He's somebody who, uh, since he came over from the Miami Dolphins a couple of seasons back, uh, I thought he had a nice rapport with Mariota. And Mariota, this is something that I used in one of the, the beat report shows, was that Mariota on third down goes to... Uh, Matthews pretty much every time it's Delaney Walker or Matthews on every occasion and uh, obviously they've struggled to move the chains over the last couple of weeks at times on third down and obviously Matthews has been out of the lineup so he's somebody who I think when he comes back there's going to be uh, another opportunity in DFS and if you have him in your season-long leagues to, to slot him in there I think that opportunity to have some nice weeks before we finish the year out will be there and of course if he comes back this week maybe he doesn't he's been talked about uh, that two weeks ago he was close to play and then obviously missed out again this past week so we'll see if he can line up in week 14 but if he does he's somebody that you might be able to slot in to your draft lineup and if you haven't played draft yet obviously they're one of the key sponsors here at rv radio but they've been with us all season long so 14 weeks through the season maybe your teams have been going well as the year went on or maybe now you're out of the playoffs is the perfect time to get an opportunity to get involved uh, draft is fantastic i have to say uh, you can download the app anytime just search for draft in the app store on whichever device you use whether you're an android just type it in draft it comes up you can download it and then you can get playing in minutes or you can play it right on your computer from playdraft.com very simple format just a snake draft and uh, that gives you the advantage you know if you're playing dfs you have to try and put it in under a salary cap you have no salary caps here it is just a snake draft over and back over and back and as simple as you'd like same as you play with your friends in your season-long leagues get in get some uh, value plays if you're reading again on rotoviz.com you'll see some players and maybe you're looking at the buy low report and pick out two or three players that uh, have come up there and slot them into your lineups as well of course for your first time playing when you make that first deposit if you use the code rv radio you get to play for free on your first go on draft so really uh, the incentive is there free go week 14 let's make some money so rv radio while putting in that first deposit again the website is playdraft.com or else you can download the app and the you can download the draft app from the app store so so with uh, with trade deadlines uh, out of the way uh, what hassan will you be uh, writing about over the the next couple of weeks is there uh, you know we're not looking at trade deadlines maybe it goes to a more of a dfs uh, view how do, how, what's your what's your strategy yeah, so actually uh, what I did was uh, with, you know, discussion with a lot of the editors, uh, we decided we're going to probably pivot the Bylo report uh, more in a, on a dynasty focus. So when the trade, you know, windows open again after playoffs are over and the season ends, maybe uh, just some guys to consider and the situations to consider uh, from a dynasty perspective of, you, of who you might want to consider buying or selling. Now, uh, I'm not going to be the only sole arbiter in, in, in the buy-sell decisions. What I actually did uh, to compile an, uh, an idea of, of you know the market consensus i guess uh i i pulled the the road of his slack uh with about 24 ish names about uh you know with a player and then i said buy or sell and i had everyone vote on on, on said players and i'm just going to write it up uh as i was told from a market perspective because again from a from a dynasty perspective everyone's a buy everyone's a sell it, it all depends on the price that you're looking for and the price that you can acquire them at and 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 so it's really difficult to call that hard and fast. But really, I, I you want to look at you know certain players in certain situations where maybe they won't produce as well, or maybe they'll outkick their coverage next year, or maybe their their brand has kind of been tarnished. And so these are the guys who I had uh, the road of his. Uh, uh, 
contributors in the in the Rotovis team at large sort of uh, vote on to figure out where these guys were with uh, with some of these uh, some of these players to see where they were with their sentiments. And I'm just going to write those guys up. Yeah, and uh, you know, I suppose uh, when you're looking at this stage of the season, you're looking probably at uh, if you're looking at who the ultimate kind of goal player is with that. You're looking at players like Nelson Aguilar who has come back from absolutely nowhere. You're looking at, like somebody like Devontae Adams who has pretty much uh, been thrown in as a, a throw-in and uh, trades that you know kind of at the start of the off season last year. So are they kind of you're trying to look at who's going to be 2018's version of those guys? Yeah, kind of, and. Uh... And also just sort of like maybe maybe there's some vets who might you might want to consider selling, uh, you know, like maybe maybe there's like a, something that, that happened over the last few weeks of the season where their value seems to have rebound, uh, you know, bounced back to where the dynasty ADP was like uh, unjustifiably high, for example, or like, you know, where if, if a rookie uh, did something towards the end of the season and, the, and their value just sort of spiked towards the end, maybe you could offload them. For you know, usable assets in case that that's a sort of a blip on the radar, and you know, like if you wanted to offload yourself of, of select iffy assets, or you wanted to maybe use this as a way to gauge the temperature, before, you know, a, a while the dynasty ADP will be uh, calculated going into 2018, and you know, will be updated. Uh, you you, you kind of want to see whether or not your sentiments are in line with the markets, and you know. Some of it, like uh, Devonte Adams, uh, who you mentioned earlier, like you know, we know his contract's going to be up at the end of the year. Uh, I think it's you know, Green Bay probably resigns him, and may- maybe Randall Cobb becomes a-, a cap casualty. And 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 in that way, maybe you know, Adams is frankly undervalued if he's going to be tethered to Aaron Rodgers. Because you know, while yes, it's uh, while Brett Hundley is still a serviceable quarterback, he's and he's really locked into Adams. I mean. Rodgers is like the uh, the engine that makes that offense go, and the idea of having the the wide receiver one in Aaron Rodgers' offense, or you know one B maybe if uh, maybe if uh, him and Jordy rekindle that connection, or really the long term wide receiver one I should say in that offense is really really appealing, and you know maybe it's worth paying a first plus another really good usable player in order to secure him, as opposed to you know back when Adams was just a throw in in trades as you mentioned. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see long term where that Packers offense goes. You mentioned Cobb. I think that's a realistic possibility of him being a cap casualty. We could see something similar maybe with uh, Jordy Nelson, how his contract's structured. You know, you see something similar with him to Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe he goes into the slot where Cobb has been playing a lot of his snaps, then Devontae Adams on the outside, and maybe they draft somebody, a young wide receiver, to be opposite him. But we'll see, obviously, how that goes. We're purely speculating at this time, but it is always interesting to try and look ahead, particularly at this time of the year. Maybe it's a little bit too late. You should have been doing it a few weeks ago, but when we're looking back in Dynasty to try and see where we can make those values maybe somebody's heading into free agency you know a lot of people are probably looking at Alshon Jeffrey and you know his status was up in the air now obviously one week later he's locked into that uh, five-year contract so pretty much uh, the buy opportunity has gone there so you have to know what's happening with those contract situations and that's uh, obviously a very good piece of information so how do you uh, generally approach trading then uh, for obviously if you see somebody who's a buy low opportunity any advice for people hesitant to trade in their leagues I think you know, the more trading in leagues, the better those leagues are, the, the more uh, people are willing to take those chances because it gets more uh, com- camaraderie going between the players. There's more negotiations, more talk, and it just makes it for a better league overall. But I am in some leagues where 
maybe you think oh, i'm looking to acquire somebody and it's this player and you go and you search through the rosters and you'll say oh no he's on uh oh, he's on columns team column never trades he <laughs> you know that sort of way so i'm the guy i i'm trying i'm using myself because i always try and trade but you know sometimes you see that player and you think well i'm not getting him in this league so is there any advice for people who may be hesitant to trade yeah uh, i mean you should just sort of view uh every player as a buyer so uh I, when I was first starting out in fantasy football, I was very guilty of falling in love with the team that I drafted to where I also just straight up neglected waivers. Uh, but, you know, the, uh, with experience, uh, I just sort of realized that you want to, like, acquire, you know, players. Like, they, they, like, for the most part, they're pretty interchangeable, I guess, because the way I typically approach trading is I'm always looking to trade guys that have an excess of to fill out my spots that I feel that I'm fairly weak at. And... Really, uh, the way you do that is you identify a team who has an asset that you're looking for and you kind of throw out an offer for a said player. Now, I don't try and come in uh, particularly low just because I don't want them to be insulted and I don't want trade talks to completely die out. Uh, you know, I, I want to come in close or, or as close to market value as I find it to be and I'll try and gauge their you know, reaction. And it's typically very good when you can get, like, as you mentioned, the, the camaraderie, as long as you can get like a dialogue going, you guys can settle on something. And, 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 and for the most part, like if it's an asset who you really want, uh, I would say, don't be you know afraid of overpaying because again, if, if you're correct, you're going to be reaping the rewards, uh, you know, whereas you're letting go of like a, a, a couple of other players that you yourself don't value particularly highly. Um, and so one of the things is you just got to be be and just be willing to be, ma- be able to make those trades, you know, regardless of your own personal player evals, as long as your process is particularly correct. And and, and I'll just give you an ex- example of that. So in, in one of my leagues, I just made the playoffs on this uh, in week back in like week four, uh, right after the London game, some uh, uh, the that that week where uh, Alvin Kamara had his big coming out party, someone offered me. J.H.I. and James White for Alvin Kamara and Duke Johnson. And, uh, you know, I, I spoke to a bunch of Rotoviz writers and I looked through the screener and like we, we realized that, you know, Ajay had a few big weeks. Maybe it's just poor luck that he didn't hit the, get any touchdowns. So and, and maybe Kamara might be at the top of his range of outcomes and a hit except now Ajay and, and, and White, you know, really, uh, I mean, Alvin Kamara is having an all, all you know, an all time great rookie season, but I made the trade. And so it sure it made my team significantly worse, but had JGI actually worked out, I had a very good core of wide, you know, wide receivers. And if I'd locked into uh, you know Ajayi from last season, I would have probably had got myself a buy as opposed to slinking in as the sixth seed. So just sort of an example is, you know, trust your own process or like come up with a process that you think works for you in trading, and and, and just be willing to go for it. Yeah, and that's the other thing you mentioned. Um, you know, you can have the the process, and you can talk about. I often say this player is at the the peak of his you know powers at the moment. Like if you look at Alvin Kamara, we've been since the last three or four weeks. Regression's coming. Regression's coming. We said it earlier in the season too with Will Fuller. He can't keep up this pace, and then you know eventually it will stop. But sometimes it goes on a couple of weeks longer than maybe you're expecting it to go on. But uh, you have to just stick with the process. Trust what you're trying to do, and sometimes it will still not work out for you. But you know, p- part of the fun of playing in fantasy league is trading i mentioned the dialogue too if you can open those dialogue maybe it takes two or three times to, to contact a person before you actually work it through but 
you know, when you start to get to know somebody, then it, it makes just for a, a more fun negotiations. And sometimes the most fun negotiations are the ones that maybe don't get over the line, but you get that trade dialogue going, get those talks going, and get the kind of the negotiations going. But you know, sometimes as well, you have to take those opportunities, knowing on what your team's like. And obviously, if you're playing a season long, this won't matter. But if you're playing in dynasty leagues, and uh, obviously uh, Deshaun ja- Watts or uh, Deshaun Watson was having a, a monster start to the season, and uh, I traded him away in a, a league that I'm in with quite a number of different uh, uh, fantasy football analysts and uh, I got pretty much grilled on Ark in a slack chat uh, over it and uh, you know obviously got injured the next week and uh, long term value it mightn't have been the best decision but based on how things work out that can change in a very very short space of time so it's all about uh, sometimes there's luck involved and sometimes it just works out and it's kind of a combination of both but definitely uh, get those trade get those trades going and once you start trading I think it's one of those things if you start trading uh, regularly it's hard to stop it's just uh, it's one of the most fun parts for me particularly in my dynasty league so looking now as we start to get ready to wrap up the show upcoming work that uh, we can look forward to seeing with you on rotaviz.com over the over maybe uh, the next couple of weeks and into the off season heading into the 2018 season yeah uh, I'll, I'll definitely be finishing up uh, the Byler report with this uh, dynasty slant and hopefully i'm looking to get into uh, prospect evaluation season uh you know with the nfl season uh it really never stops like uh and realistically i i really really enjoy the prospect evaluation stuff because that's where you, you know that's where hope springs eternal and so you always look at you know you, you always look at this prospect and then we're always reevaluating where the best fit would be and really it's just sort of it's what makes fantasy really fun to me is, is like how close it brings you to the sport i mean yeah and and if and if for some reason you're, you're not playing in a dynasty league I, I genuinely recommend trying it out because it really it really is probably my favorite format like that in dfs yeah, I, I love DFS, but I, I love Dynasty more, and Redraft uh, takes a back seat for me. I didn't play in any Redraft leagues this year, but uh, in terms of uh, Dynasty and DFS, they're, they're my favorite, and they kind of they sync together so well because there's complete different ends of the spectrum. One's long-term, one's just for basically for today, and uh, that's all you worry about. So it gives you the best, uh, get the best of both worlds being involved in both of them, and of course, hopefully uh, we'll have you on a lot more Rotoviz Radio uh, content over the, the coming months as well I know you're a great part of the RV32 series back in the preseason and of course we'll be doing some draft stuff and that coming up as we end up at the end of the season so uh, that's going to do us for today's edition of the show uh, it is obviously the road of his highlight rate brought to you by draft this may be the longest edition of the show's history uh, I think we're going to be touching around the half hour mark but hopefully it was a lot of great content for you to listen into obviously the show again is sponsored by draft and of course if you use that code RV radio while signing up for that first deposit you'll get a free entry into one of those games so my name's colin kelly you can find me on twitter at overtime ireland my guest today was rotaviz.com writer hassan rahim you can follow him on twitter at hrr5010 that is hrr5010 the easiest uh, twitter handle in the universe to remember but get following hassan on twitter a great follow on there and of course thanks for tuning in Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Highlight Reel. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount for the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. 
which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event. Now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.